Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the fourth episode of Split Screen Media. I'm your host, Connor Duros. With me, as always, is Chris Blankenship. Hey, everybody. And today, our special guest is the one, the only, Seabass. How's it going, man? Uh, pretty good. I'm glad I could uh, squeeze you guys in, you know, out of my busy schedule today. <laughs> thank you for having us on your show. We really appreciate it. It's an honor. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to talk about movie theaters and how they don't have any money. Uh, we, so obviously no one's going to see movies right now. And if you are, that's a terrible idea. Um, but with uh, COVID going on, I believe, I want to say it was AMC and Cinemark both decided to close their doors indefinitely, um, probably at least until the middle of next year. And with that, a lot of movies that were supposed to be coming to the theaters have gone straight to either Blu-ray or streaming services. And the one that we want to talk about today, probably the most controversial one, is Mulan. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you know about this, but for everybody who doesn't, uh, Mulan is obviously a live-action remake of Mulan, the old 19... Was it 1994? 95? Something like that. I don't know. Um, but it was... It, it was a, It's a remake of that uh, old animated movie. And... It was supposed to come out in theaters, I believe, in like May or June or July, something like that. And instead, Disney moved it to Disney Plus, where instead of just giving it to the people who pay for the service, which is, I believe, $7 a month, uh, on top of that, you would have to buy the movie for $30. And it's still kind of debated about whether or not you would get to keep the movie indefinitely, as long as you have the Disney service, or if it would, like go away after Mulan becomes free on Disney or some other service or when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever. Uh, but I guess what I wanted to ask you guys is what, what do you think about this? What do you think of this, of Mulan specifically, and then like this new way of people viewing movies in their homes? So uh, the original Mulan came out in 1998, by the way. 98. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I think it's kind of scummy. I get they want to release uh, release movies and they, they're not making any money right now because of COVID. So it makes sense that they release it on a streaming platform where they can get it to everybody. I just, like, watching a movie in your living room is different than, like, going to a movie theater. And, like, part of why movie theaters are so expensive is you get that experience. I'm not going to pay for that experience in my living room. And $30 is already way too high. Like, I wouldn't go to a movie theater and pay 30 bucks to watch Mulan. I'm certainly not going to do it at my house. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And and you're already it's I guess really you also have to factor in the Disney subscription, seven dollars a month. Just too much, I think. Yeah, See, close, to like forty dollars. Close to forty dollars for one fucking movie. But look, I mean, in their defense, I guess I can say that like you know they did all that production for the movie and then they shut it down like when COVID popped off. I don't know if uh, they finished the movie before COVID happened. Uh, don't quote me on that. But, like, if they had to stop production, obviously, like, they probably thought of a way to keep paying, like, at least, like, a little stimmy for some of, like, you know, the studio workers. So maybe they're, like, the reason for the inflated price is to try to, like, be able to pay off, like, what they did and try to come out with a little profit. But 
I agree that thirty dollars is too high, and like, there's no way they fucking made a profit off of that just from the number alone. I'm I'm actually really curious, so I'm looking it up right now. Uh, on the Atlantic, they have an article from September uh, that looks like they grossed like below half their budget. Oh, so because the budget uh, was yeah. like it was like two hundred million, wasn't it? It was something crazy. Yeah. It yeah, was so crazy high. Yeah. Reported budget of two hundred million. Apparently, I think Yahoo put out an article that they grossed 261 million in 12 days, but Yahoo came back and said that they misinterpreted that uh, and that it actually could based off of viewership, like numbers and things like that. Uh, it looks like it's more likely between 60 and 90 million, which is less than half. Wow. Oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much, bad. how much did they spend on production again? 200 million. 200 million. 200 million. And I didn't get a fucking. Mushu, but you know, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, we should we should note that too, because yeah. there's yeah. there's no Mushu, there's no original songs, there's no um oh, there was something else that they left out too that was kind of iconic to the franchise. Um, I mean, they just probably didn't want to spend all that money on CGI, you know, and they thought they could just like get away with it, you know. It's just that when you use like wait, this is what happens with I feel like anything when you use a beloved like franchise name and then try to like reimagine it like it's gonna be hit or miss man and like you're gonna have people that are mad that like they didn't stay true to the original and for this one i feel like they've just pissed off both crowds where it's like hey you didn't stay true to it and it and the movie sucks and like everybody's like well you know for people seeing the first time it, it probably still sucks so like who cares so it's a terrible adaptation. So they were never going to make money on it anyways. It was only going to be like the movie theater crowd. And it's like, hey, I'm going to go see this because I want to like just see how bad it is. Or like kids see it and they're like, ooh, I want to go see Mulan. So you take them to go fucking see it and buy like $30 popcorn. Yeah, generally it's the, I think it's the families that want to see it. Um, just if I can talk about the movie itself for a second, because I haven't seen it. But what I what I thought was weird was that you know, if you get rid of Mushu and you get rid of the songs and you do all this, you know, fine. If you want to tell your own story, that's fine. But what I thought was weird is that in the trailer, like Mulan is just supposed to be someone who's taking the place of her father in the army. And she's just a person. Like, you know, she obviously can, the, the whole point is that she is able to think differently and come up with new solutions for how they're, you know, the army, like how strategically how they're able to take out uh um, whatever the bad guy's name is, I can't remember. Bird, I'll just call him Evil Birdman because that's what yeah, can, yeah, Evil Bird Guy. <laughs> They're really <laughs> trying Bird to kill guy. Evil Bird Guy the whole time. But what was weird in the in the movie is that she's like, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer, but she's running up walls, like ninety degree walls. Like it, they turned it into a weird superhero movie, and she's having like these crazy sword fights, and it just it didn't make any sense. I'm like, why because would you call it Mulan? It's because she's lighter than the 200-pound men that are wearing armor. She's wearing just robes, so she's able to backflip over these dudes and stab them in the back. I mean, that's... <laughs> Come on, man. The logic's not flawed. <laughs> from, a, from a... Like, if you're going to make Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, make Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Don't, don't call it Mulan. I don't understand that. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> if I can play devil's advocate for a second, though, because I totally agree. I think, it's, I think it's a scummy business practice, and the idea that you're paying to license out a movie for a streaming service that you already pay for is shitty. But if I can put myself in the shoes of a Disney exec for a second, for a second, I think what they were trying to do is say, okay, 
we know that families are going to watch this movie. This is a family movie. We know everybody's going to get together. People, you know, who are 20 somethings aren't going to watch this by themselves. So in our mind, $30 is fair because that's about what it would cost for a family to go see this movie in a theater. So it'd be like $30 in tickets and then probably more with, you know, snacks and drinks. So they're like, okay, this is how we're going to recoup our money is by doing it this way. But the problem is that it's not like you can get Mulan on uh, Vudu or Amazon Prime or whatever. You have to already be subscribed to the Disney Plus service, which is where I think they fucked up. Because if you're already paying for something in your, your, you know, your mind, there's cognitive dissonance. You're like, I'm not going to fucking pay more money for something that I'm already paying for. Like, that's ridiculous. So I see where they're coming from, but I think you guys are 100% right. I think they might have shot too high with $30. Like, for a new movie, like, I don't know what new movies are coming out right now. But for if Mulan came out and it was like $5 more to rent it or something like that. Like, I don't have a problem renting new movies if the price is like a decent you know like i pay every month for the service whatever and i get some free movies but then like there's an additional you know five dollars per movie that i want to see that's not too bad in my opinion thirty dollars is crazy do you think do you think thirty dollars was like the optimal price point for them where like it'll capture enough people that they'll make the money but if they go less like it's not like if it was 25 dollars not really going to capture any more people you know what i mean i think I think what they thought was that <laughs> they thought, you know, $30 is about, like I said before, like $30 is what it would cost for a family to go. I think in their heads, they're like, we put it at this price point. Every single person who is going to see it in theaters is going to rent it at home. Mm-hmm. Like in their heads, they were like, we have every single person who was going to do that. And it's going to, it's going to transition over to the streaming service flawlessly. The problem is that, and I think you said this early in the podcast and I think it's, you know, apt for sure but like people don't go to the or people do go to the theater for that theater experience like if you want to sit at home and i mean there's hundreds of thousands of movies on all of these streaming services that we all pay for each month like i don't need just this one mulan movie i can go watch other shit if i wanted to see it in the theater i would see it in the theater i would have that experience and right now we can't so i think that's where they fucked up yeah yeah, I think it's I think it's weird uh, that I think Mulan is their only movie so far that they charged right because like they released what Trolls you didn't have to pay for that shit uh, you they released uh, Scooby Doo but I guess in the, like their defense that's all CGI so it's not really like they're not really stressed to pay out like real actors and shit like that so it's less people to pay. Whereas Mulan, it's like a whole studio production. You got to pay those actors at the end of the day. You got to pay think, them what their, co- their contract says, regardless of what happened during COVID. No, I think that's a great point because there's definitely a fear to make, there's more of a fear to make that money back on Disney's part because spending, you know, $40 million on an animated movie or CGI movie like Scooby-Doo is way less of a risk than, uh, you know, spending $200 million on something live action that was supposed to be in the theater in the first place. And based on Disney's track record, I mean, you know, Beauty and the Beast made a billion dollars. Aladdin made a billion dollars. The remakes, I mean, Um, you know, the Jungle Book made a billion dollars. Like there was no reason for them to think that this wasn't also going to be a massive success. Critical success is up for debate, but, you know, people go see these movies. People will pay money to see that. So 
I definitely think didn't expect COVID to hit this year. So no, that that and obviously that fucked everything up. <laughs> but I, it's it's interesting because I think the other thing we were going to talk about was movies that are still in theaters because there are some people who are still you know going out and there's some filmmakers who refuse to do this uh, direct to streaming service deal and uh, one of those was Tenet. And Chris Nolan said, like, I, this is a movie that needs to be seen in IMAX. It needs to be seen in theaters. Um, and he refused to, to put it on a streaming service immediately. And I think, you know, he kind of suffered the consequences for that. Because usually his movies do anywhere in the range of, like, $700 million to a billion dollars. And this movie made $350 million and the budget was $200 million, Which isn't a flop, but, I mean, by Hollywood standards, that's nowhere near where this movie should have been. Yeah, it's it made money, but it it yeah, like you said, it should it should have been higher. I don't. Do you think like they they can really release it after COVID kind of dies down and they kind of start to reopen movie theaters, right? And you can yeah yeah, yeah you can definitely there. do that, like they did with the uh, fucking was it Avengers? When they were like, you know, it looks uh re-release it or something another cut yeah because they wanted to uh they wanted to beat avatar at the box office so they're like let's release yeah. it for one more weekend <laughs> so we yeah so i mean definitely it's definitely like in the cards they could definitely do that but it's not going to be like like you know like a main event it's probably just gonna be up there in like a regular movie theater i don't i doubt they would re-offer it in imax and stuff like that when other movies are going to be coming out they're going to be newer and more exciting yeah, uh, maybe more like freshen people's minds when movie theaters open back up. Yeah, do you think it's gonna be com more competition when the movie theaters open back up? Like big, big budget movies competing for like theater time. I think what you're gonna have is, and what we're seeing right now is a backlog of Marvel movies that aren't come that didn't come out this year. Mm -hmm. And I think next year they already have scheduled if if things, you know, if COVID hopefully eventually starts to die down and things progress like they should. Um, we're going to have like five Marvel movies in one year, which is going to totally dominate the box office. I mean, those movies already take up such a massive portion of theaters, but I guess the bigger question is too, will movie theaters be able to handle this? Will they reopen at all? Because AMC and Cinemark seem pretty, you know, <laughs> they said indefinitely, but indefinitely can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Are they... I know some chains were like renting, like you, like us three could go rent out a movie theater for like one show time for like ninety bucks or something like that. They oh, shit, do that. Like they let like they would let like a, a family or two like come in and rent out. You know they can't pack the seats, but they would give like a family or something like rent it out. I would like totally do. Bucks. I would totally do that if like that's an option where it's like if I can get enough people, like probably like let's say around. 10 people for a normal size like movie theater that's not like a chain not amc just a regular movie theater yeah like you could split that between 10 people and still like that's basically you're paying less if it's only 90 dollars i don't know like if they're gonna like up charge you for like like per person yeah. like who knows how that model looks like but that would definitely like if i was like an owner of a movie theater i would probably consider that i feel like yeah, i've heard that I feel like and I for right now, like that would be, you know, about the price of a movie ticket now. But you would just be going with your friends, and then you would literally have the entire theater to yourself. I mean, <laughs> that would be an awesome deal. 
Yeah, we uh, I feel I don't know. I, I can't remember what chain was doing it. I think a chain was doing it, but I, I think there's regulations on how many people can be in one spot, like in, like congregated together. So I don't know if the movie theater can let more than ten people in or something like that. But that's probably about way, what it, it's like ten to twelve. It's a way to generate a little bit of revenue, despite not being able to pack a movie theater full of people. Yeah, hundred percent. But I don't know if it pays for all the overhead and stuff. And if, I mean, obviously AMC and what was it, Cinemark? They, I think it's AMC and Cinemark. Yeah. They obviously made a business decision to close their doors. So. Yeah, and I mean, who knows when this will? You know, even it, it it makes me wonder. Like, will even when this is all over and people are able to go out in public again and do this, will people go back to the movie theaters now that they haven't had them for so long? Now that it's been, you know, out of your life and out of sight, out of mind, will people even consider doing that? Will they, you know, or will they just want to stay home and do what they've been doing? I guess. I think, uh, you know, as we return to normal or whatever, I think people will look for those things that they used to do, like movies and going out to eat. And I think people will go out and do those things. I don't think they'll, you know, I, I know a lot of people manage to get out and do things like that. So I think it'll work to, like, once the regulations are lifted on COVID stuff, I think people will go back out to the movie theaters and all that. Yeah, yeah I definitely think you're right. It, it also just yeah. depends on what comes out too, because I'm sure a lot of, um, you know, obviously not the Marvel movies, but the smaller indie movies, they're like, we're not, you know, we're going right to, we're going to let Netflix pay for us to be exclusively there and we're not going to go waste our times with the theaters right now. So I don't know there's a lot of moving parts and hopefully it all comes back together. Cause I, I, you know, I love the movie theater. I love going to the movie theater, but you know, Something not if it's not safe. <laughs> the only, the only downside I have is, is how little the seats are. I get so uncomfortable. Dude, they don't make those seats for human beings. It's like airplane <laughs> seats. They're the yeah. fucking worst. I always try and if you can get the tickets like right above the handicap aisle where it's like, there's that bar and you get all that leg room. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. We actually, I used to, I used to work at a movie theater, and they, um, we got yelled at a lot because people, I don't even know how this was on us, but we would, people would go online and buy the handicap seats, and then we were supposed to go in there and tell them that they couldn't sit there. <laughs> but there's a weird law because, like, you can't, you're not allowed to ask somebody if they're handicapped. I was going to say, you, how do you determine if somebody's able-bodied or not? <laughs> You can't it's, do that by looking at them. It's such a gray area. Like you can exactly. So like you can kind of tell you're like, you look fine. <laughs> that, that, looks, that sounds like a lawsuit just waiting to happen. It you really can, is. You could bait them. You can just be like, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, you just got selected to win free popcorn and a free drink. Uh, we just need you to come out and pick it up. And if they get up and you're like, oh, this motherfucker, you know, just and slide a real <laughs> handicapped person in there. But they pay, but the argument also is that they paid for those seats already. But so those seats like, are there to be for handicapped people. But yeah. it's, it's just going to start a whole thing no matter what. You can't really like fight them. I want to, I want to say, I, I'm not uh, advocating for purchasing those seats. I'm talking about the row directly behind them. Where there's right. like a, a lot more like room. <laughs> right. No, because there's like a bar that you can yeah, put your yeah. feet up on. Yeah, the, the bar is the best thing. I'm not saying buy the handicap if you're able-bodied. You got – dude, people would get so mad too because they would buy those seats and then – like the actual handicap seats. They'd walk into the theater 
and they come back out and they'd be like, Hey, there isn't a seat here. Like I bought, I paid for a handicap seat. I'm like, yeah, it's a handicap seat. That's where a wheelchair goes. My dude. <laughs> what? Yeah. You, you, you don't know how stupid people are to you work in customer service. I swear. Agreed. Oh man. But I don't know. It, it, it makes me, it makes, it definitely makes me question like what Disney is going to do next or any, any company, any, you know, triple A movie company in general. Cause if, if that's true with what you said about Milan, that it only made like 60 to $90 million, that's, that's a big problem. <laughs> and I think what you're going to start seeing is a bunch of these movies that were supposed to be movies, maybe turn into TV shows. So whatever movies were being made now, the so like there's an uncharted movie coming out. I can, I, I can't guarantee you this, but it's likely that what'll happen is that movie will come out. And then the sequel to that will be a eight part mini series on Netflix or on Amazon prime or something. And that's where the industry will go. Cause you can make that, especially with like all the new technology that's going into the Mandalorian where you don't need green screens anymore. It can all be done in real time. You can create these like amazing vistas that look real on basically a nothing budget. I think that's kind of the direction that Hollywood's going to go in. If these movie, uh, you know, movie sales don't improve that's interesting i was just gonna ask you because you mentioned christopher nolan didn't want that movie on director stream you think director stream is the the way the industry moves i think i think i don't know <laughs> that's a slippery slope yeah, yeah. it <laughs> how about how about this i'll break it into two-part question short term yes or no absolutely I'm gonna be like yeah. it's in their best interest too, but any like movie that's already in production, like they're not gonna be itching to do that because they already spent so much money like pre-production. But mm -hmm. definitely now, like if I came to like a big studio exec and like pitched a movie, they already they're already working out the kinks where like Connor said in the Mandalorian, like they're cutting costs by like doing all these like small little changes where it's like why not like why not be able to like just give it to a streaming service and like stream it as a mini series yeah i think i think that's a hundred percent like the the way that everything's going right now for sure what about after movie theaters open back up well the only reason i mean that's tough too because the only reason i say i'm like kind of iffy on it is because it hasn't worked yet this this new it hasn't been, I shouldn't say it hasn't worked. It hasn't been 100% successful. As soon as Hollywood sees a movie go to streaming that does well, I'm assuming that's probably going to happen with the Black Widow movie. They're going to see that the that this, you know, even though a Marvel movie doesn't equal some small indie movie, but they're going to say, okay, this Marvel movie did really, really well on streaming. We lowered the price a little bit. Maybe they make it like 15 or $20 or they make it so that you can rent that movie without having to pay the subscription fee. They do something to change the formula. And, uh, and then it works. That's when the snowball starts rolling downhill. And that's when you see everybody else start to do it. And then I think it's possible that we don't see these movie theaters reopen. Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, we mentioned the experience earlier, um, like of going to a movie theater and how that helps. But well, the other thing, I, when we looked up, when I looked up for Mulan, how much they made, they have to guess because, well, for Mulan, kind of, 
they don't have to because people actually paid for it. But if you release a movie like free on Netflix, uh, I, I can't think of any movies recently that have done it for sure. But I know there's movies that are like free on Netflix and where Netflix did the whole budget for that. You can count like the views on it, but to translate that to like new subscriptions to Netflix or things like that, it's hard to tell exactly how much those movies make. I always, I always think of it as like, um, it's so interesting you say that. It's like a billboard to me. I'm like, how do you even measure how effective a billboard is? Like, you can say, okay, a certain amount of cars are going to drive by that billboard. You know, like, there's 30,000 cars that drive on this interstate during that time. But you have no way of knowing how many people looked up at that billboard, how many people saw the billboard when it flashed at the right time. And that's exactly how I feel about these Netflix numbers. Like, how do you know that someone didn't just click on this shit because they're already subscribed to Netflix and there's nothing new out? And they're like, oh, I'll watch the British baking show or whatever. I don't know, whatever the fuck the new thing is. But like, it's, it's impossible. And then how many people would have gone to see your movie in theaters versus if you're just sitting on your couch flipping through shit? It's impossible to say. I don't think it's impossible. I think Netflix and Disney Plus and like Hulu and all them, they have analysts that look at those numbers. Like for a billboard, they know how many people go past it, but they have to come up with a number of like how many people they get from, I forget what the, the term is for it, but how many people, conversion rate, is that the right thing? How many people are they going to get from that billboard? And they can, they can guess, and I think it's about how accurately you can guess that. Right, yeah. I, I guess I didn't mean, like, in terms of how many people saw that. I guess I meant in ter more terms of, like, how many people would have seen this in a theater versus Netflix. There's no metric for that whatsoever. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I think if they can anticipate, like, say you don't have Netflix, but you want to see this movie, and you get Netflix because of that. I think they can anticipate that maybe a little bit. Obviously, it's all guesswork because you don't know until it actually comes out. But for budgeting movies out, I think that, you know, that's that's a very big uh, like factor in how they budget it. And going forward, if you're going to do a direct-to-streaming movie, like, those numbers have to be really good. And I think because there's so much guesswork, it's holding everyone back. Yeah, and I think it's it's pretty similar with video games now, too. Um, people are saying, you know, vid video game piracy is going to be the downfall of the industry and all that, but it's the same thing where if someone illegally downloads a game, you can't say that they would have bought it otherwise. It, it You know, does it count as someone stealing $60 or does it count as a no sale because they never would have purchased it in the first place? You know, it's it's like those metrics that are impossible to tell. You know what's interesting is if you look at the music industry, because the music industry has already transitioned from like people buying music to streaming. Like a, it's way ahead of like movies doing the same thing. And the music industry is not making as much as they used to because the streaming services are cheaper. Like I pay like nine ninety nine or whatever for Spotify a month. And like, that's all I pay. And I listen to a ton of songs and some people it's free. But like before, you'd have to buy each individual song or each album. They're just not making the money they used to. So yeah, for like ninety-nine cents per song. Now it's like what they yeah. probably get less than a cent for every like time we play it on Spotify. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's less than a cent. It's yeah. I wonder how much like how they scale that. So is it just how well you're doing on Spotify? Is how much you get paid? Like or is it's, it? It's per play and it's like fractions of a penny. So if you get like 
a billion plays, it's a lot of money. But if you get like a thousand plays, it's like nothing. Gotcha. Okay. But, you know, I, I saw some like graph where like over the years, like the music industry went like this and then streaming started to come up and it came down. Now, this obviously is not like broke, but it's less than what it was like 10, 15 years ago. It's interesting too, because the the music industry kind of got kicked into this new world of streaming because of uh, stuff like LimeWire and Napster, where it's yeah. sort of people realized they could get this shit for free and the music industry, there was no going back. The music industry had to be like, all right, how are we going to give people that sort of streaming capability that they want while also still making at least a little bit of money on this? Um, and I think this is a, a really good compromise, but they are losing a lot of money. I think the difference with the movie industry versus the music industry is that the movie uh, studios are so like they will shut shit down uh, in like terms of piracy and stuff. You know, I think they invest more in making sure that the movies they release stay in the theaters or stay on the streaming services and the music industry that, you know, they don't do that as much. Obviously they, they care about that stuff, but they don't do it as much. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, it's probably because of the, the cost. If you think about it, if I'm, making a billion dollar movie like there's no fucking way i'm not gonna dish out the money to pay for people to make sure my shit stays off yeah know? that's i would almost yeah. i don't know in hollywood uh budgeting is crazy as it is but i would almost get, certainly guarantee that anti-piracy efforts are included in a movie's budget i think it, they already are yeah that's what i'm saying i think they, they, yeah. they are if they're not they should be but that's an interesting point too, is just the amount. So like, you know, a movie costs whatever, uh, 300 million to make now um, for going off like the Marvel movie standard. And a song, you know, each song on an album is probably no more than 80K probably. So, I mean, there is a, you know, to make, to make it, depending on, you know, who you get to produce and the features and, you know, there's a million different factors. You can make a song for nothing really, but I'm sure a lot of these artists, you know, I'll use The Weeknd, for example. He has a lot of famous people on his tracks, at least right. for, um, not the new one, but Starboy had a bunch of people on it. Uh, so, you know, that can get a little bit pricey, but it's nowhere near the cost of an actual movie. So, you know, protecting that intellectual property and protecting that IP is, I think, probably a lot more important to these movie studios. So I, I totally agree. So you, you don't well, think it'll, that's, that's not going to be the thing that pushes it into, into the director streaming? I don't know what it will be. Um, I think I think eventually the you'll get the movie equivalent of movie Napster, um, and something something will give, something will turn, and you'll see this shift, and it'll be very very quick, probably over like two or three years, and there'll be some sort of app where you can stream pretty much all movies for you know 9.99 or or 15 bucks or whatever it is well okay so for this i know for the like renting buying model it's usually like around five six bucks to rent a movie for 48 hours hd and then around 15 dollars to own it and then if you go out to target or some shit it's like 20 dollars for the blue ray 
So, I mean, the only thing that would push them more to direct uh, streaming would probably be to keep try to keep that model, maybe inflate the prices. But it, the biggest factor I think that will push them is ease of production. Like, the easier it gets to produce a movie, like, the more likely they're going to be like, all right, well, now we can afford to do, like, just stream it instead of, like, paying for all the ads and paying for, like, you know, trying to get into the movie theaters and all that stuff. So the only thing that's going to change their mind is the ease of production. If it costs less to produce before they put it out on like the streaming service. Yeah. I mean, people stop buying physical discs and they don't have to like ship all that stuff out to a bunch of different retailers and they don't have to pay for someone to, you know, put together this, this box with the, with the Blu-ray in it and they don't have to make box art. And I mean, there's a million different uh, factors that, are really, really expensive about doing physical discs. So I think if we all move towards that, um, that sort of digital way of purchasing this, then movies will definitely get cheaper in the end. One can hope. But as for, you know, people not going to movie theaters, I, I really, I can't, I mean, I see both sides to it, but it, it depends on how much longer we're all social distancing. It depends on, how many movies they decide to put out next year. It depends on if people even, if these directors decide, fuck it, I'm not wasting my time with the theater, seeing if this like brick and mortar store is going to reopen. I'm just going to put my shit on Netflix. Um, there's a million different factors. So it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Do you want to move on to our, uh, our next topic? Yeah. Seabass, you want to go into the mystery topic? Mystery. Oh, we're doing it now. Perfect. Okay. Well, I kind of have like a couple things I want to talk about, but I'm going to limit it down to two. One of the biggest ones is, uh, so I've been like keeping up with like, you know, the whole production of the Batman. And I don't know if you guys heard like what, where it's filmed, like the city shut down pretty much to go into quarantine, but they're still continuing with production. It's kind of like, I don't know, jarring to me because you want to prioritize safety and like, I want to be selfish and just say, go ahead and fill the movie. But like, you have all these people like standing around and they're still passing it to each other. I mean, if you think about it, if they're outside, cool, like, and they were still wearing masks and they have like all that precaution, but like, what about the indoor scenes where they're like in a warehouse and you have a whole studio crew, like fucking cluster fucking the warehouse. Like that's still a concern. And it's just going to, like, just that kind of, like, recklessness is going to, like, keep thwarting the production. Like, it just got moved to 2022, and then, like, Robert Pattinson got COVID, and if they have a breakout in that studio, it's just going to get pushed back even more. So, I just wanted to know, what do you guys think about, like, the whole production during these times of COVID? Like, should we just try to, like, cut down the manpower? Should we, like, just try to blow through it? Are there any solutions you guys can think of? Like, what do you think about the whole situation of production? I think you need to take it slower, in my opinion. I think, which sucks because it, it's going to cost more. But I think, because what happens if an actor gets COVID and then dies, right? Like, that is right. a totally, not totally preventable, but very preventable death. And you got to make sure that all the moving parts with your production is COVID safe, you're wearing masks, you're protecting your actors. Because really the only people that shouldn't be wearing masks in that realm are the people on screen. 
Yeah, everybody else should definitely be as as protected as possible. And that's – oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was going to say, and, and you got to make sure that they're doing tests. And I think, like, you might have to go more time in between. You know, if you have, you know, C and A on Monday, C and B on Tuesday, C and C on Wednesday, traditionally, maybe now you do C, a on Monday, C and A on Monday, do some tests, and then you wait C and B on Friday, and then – do some tests, and then after the weekend, you do the next scene. And it, it makes production longer, but you're keeping everybody safe. And that's that's kind of the million-dollar question, too, right? Because on the one hand, they're like, okay, obviously, we need to, to work. We need to make sure that these people are getting paid. We need to make sure that the, you know, that the movie industry keeps moving forward. But when you – and to take breaks like that would be the most, uh, you know, safe and, and secure option, I guess. But the problem is that – if you are already unsure about how your movie is going to perform in theaters, especially, and this is a great segue from what we were just talking about, but if you're unsure with, you know, how, how it's going to do financially, then I don't know how much longer you want to rent or like rent out an entire section of a town or close an entire street because that just adds like tens of millions of dollars to your budget, the unanticipated money that you might not get back. Um, and, you know, Warner Brothers sees that. And I think being, you know, I mean, it's a business first and foremost. So they're going to be like, I don't, you know, being <laughs> the greedy corporate uh, assholes that they, I'm sure they are. They're like, we don't give a fuck about your safety. Like, get this movie out on time. Make sure Robert Pattinson is in it. Make sure it's called The Batman. And that's all we care about. Like, I don't care if it looks good. I don't care if it's, you know, people are safe. Like, we need to make money. And this has been, you know, one of the worst years financially for all every movie company in the world so it's it's tough i i mean i i i want everybody to be safe but at the same time i understand them being like fuck it we're just gonna push through this and i think even robert pattinson correct me if i'm wrong but he was actually back on set before his full quarantine had ended like he no, was, it, was at, it was as soon as they said hey man like you don't have it anymore they're like all right let's get back to production like what if like, I don't know, man. Like, if he had, like you said, if he had died, I mean, wouldn't that be even worse? First of all, it makes you look fucking bad. Second, you're going to have to sp spend even even more money to, like, either CGI him onto, like, a stuntman's, like, body or, you know, substitute him with Travis Scott Batman. Like, you just don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think he just cracked the case. <laughs> it's just not, it's not safe. And either way, you lose out on money no matter what happens so well, you're, you're already losing money because of either delayed release or you know you release it to theaters that aren't performing well or to direct to streaming which probably doesn't do as well either it's tough and they at the end of the day kind of right they got to make a business decision they you know they're trying to make a return on their investment and i don't know they, they i think they make less money on a movie that is not going to do well now because of COVID or they make a little bit more money and try and power through it at the risk of, you know, actors and crew and everybody's safety. What about extras, man? Those scenes and, where, you know, big, big thing blows up and you got a hundred people in like a crowd just to shoot their surprise faces with their mouths open, like sucking each other's air. Yeah, so, uh, that's not uh, you, you know it's it, you can only make it so safe i'm sure you know the camera guys have masks and 
uh, you know, all the all the the PAs, the, the all the essential people. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not the guy making ten bucks an hour as an extra or whatever. No, they don't give a fuck That's about that dude. That that is an interesting. Have you? This is totally off topic, but it is related to the Batman movie. Did you see all that stuff where they were saying that uh, apparently Robert Pattinson's been kind of a problem on set? Like he oh, hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't come in at the proper weight. Like I, I, he either gained or lost a bunch of weight, and uh, it, like the, there's continuity issues with like how he looked in the previous scene, and now he's all skinny, uh, <laughs> and he just refuses to like put that muscle back on, and he's just being kind of an asshole to everybody on set. Um, again, these are all rumors, but I've like there's a lot of stuff floating around about that. Well, maybe it's. Maybe it's because of that last movie he was in, the one with Tom Holland. He's kind of a dick in that movie, and he had a, a beer belly. So, oh, the know. um, the 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 church one. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that I was pretty know. good, but I didn't see that one yet. Well, if you want to see that, I mean, his dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. I was rooting for him too, because I mean Robert Pattinson is a good actor. I know a lot of people were like, yeah. Twilight, Ugh. but like he's like he's been in a lot of shit and he's really good. I didn't I didn't particularly like the lighthouse. I thought it was fucking boring, but he's really good in it. Yeah, he's a talented actor. Like there's no denying it. Yeah, for sure. And even just that one uh teaser trailer that was released already, I was like, Oh, I'm all in for this. I was like, fuck, yeah. yes, this looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I had. I mean, I had an. I also like just to take a little, little off topic because I've been seeing this everywhere, but I've been too busy to do my research. What's this whole thing about uh, Johnny Depp? You know, getting fucking cut from his movie. That's a good topic. I, I can't believe we didn't think about that before this. That is a really good topic. Um, so from what I understand, I know he was in that legal battle with Amber Heard about uh, a domestic, domestic abuse. abuse situation. Yeah. And uh, they found, I mean, they ruled in her favor, but he's still set on the fact that she was the one abusing him. Yeah. So what I've seen, and this is not, you know, I'm not 100% set on this, but uh, I think, so they got her on tape or camera admitting to it, and she was telling like this was like i don't know if johnny was filming it or something but it was just them and she was yelling at him saying you know they, they won't believe you you know i'm a woman they won't believe you you know they'll think you're lying i'll tell them that you're lying they got her on tape doing that uh and so pretty much everyone believes that johnny depp was abused uh there's some speculation that it also went the other way because it was just a whole toxic relationship in general um right. but there's no as far as I'm aware, there's no actual evidence of Johnny Depp abusing Amber Heard. Not that it doesn't exist, but I don't think there's any actual evidence of it right now. So that's why a lot of people were shocked that the judge ruled in Amber's favor. That's, that's so fucked up. Because, like, I mean, look, I, I'm not a fan of Fantastic Beasts. I could honestly give less of a shit about it. But, like, I'm all in for Johnny Depp's side. I don't, like... And what's like Amber Heard to us, man? Like, she's just a budget Scarlett Johansson. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just stating the facts here. Like, I'm not gonna miss her in Aquaman three. Like, give that man a new bitch, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing is, a, a lot of people want to boycott the movies with 
it depends on what side you're on. I think there's more people on Johnny's side, but they want to boycott Aquaman because of Amber Heard's role in it. And I don't know. I don't know the response from the production companies and movie studios and stuff on this all, but well, Warner Brothers fired John, or they asked him to leave. I don't know if they technically fired him. He he, it was a mutual, a quote unquote, mutual understanding. But it's weird to me that Warner Brothers also owns Aquaman. So they would, I mean, even if this, you know, I don't understand why they wouldn't fire both of them. Like, even if they were, you know, if they were going to fire Johnny Depp, which I don't necessarily think they should have, why would they not fire both of them? <laughs> that makes no yeah, sense to me at all. That's the safest, that's the safest option is to fire both of them because nobody knows, like, what they're trying to say is like, oh, well, we don't know the facts yet. So why not just fire both of them since they're both being accused of the same shit? Right. Yeah. I'm not even speaking ethically. I just mean like from a business standpoint, like get rid of oh, both. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't yeah. want that riffraff. Like you don't want that trouble. Yeah, true, so true, I, true, true, true. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is that surprises me is Amber is literally on tape, like admitting to it and telling that she'll lie, say that he hit her, all this like abuse or all this stuff. And she wasn't fired. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It's very and, interesting. There's, you know, maybe there's more to it that I don't know behind the scenes and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up because, like, there's just a lot that I feel like we don't know. And then there's a lot of probably misinformation out there. So it's kind of a. Yeah. Well, I should say this from the get go as, like, a disclaimer we are not qualified to be passing down <laughs> any sort of sentence for either of them. No. <laughs> I don't know all the information. I want to make that clear. I don't know all the information. No, I don't either. This is just what I hear, you know, what I see as a headline on the, you know, I haven't looked too far into this. Yeah. Believe it or not, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation doesn't really affect my day-to-day life. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but it is interesting to talk about. And I, you know, it, it does call into question what they're going to do with a lot of other people in Hollywood who are, you know, I guess making problems, but it also, to me, it's like, what, where do we, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but what is something that's like actually bad and where, where do we draw the line of what gets people fired or what gets people canceled, quote unquote? Because it seems like there's a very, very wide range and people sort of group different people together based on different things that they've done, which have levels of, you know, how horrible it is. You know, some people do some things that aren't, you know, it's a little questionable, but then they get grouped into people like Harvey Weinstein or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that's, that's an interesting thing to talk. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just think that's an interesting conversation to have of like, well, where do you guys think the, the line is for something like that? That's a it's hard, hard one, man. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard because I don't have all the evidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Especially with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp stuff, you know. Yeah, without yeah, I wasn't in the court. I have no idea, or I wasn't, you know, a fly on the wall. But <laughs> it's 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 yeah. I if I, it's if it's true on on either end, I think they should be fired. If it's not true, then Warner Brothers should apologize and bring him back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we kind of buried the headline because Seabass uh, is right. Fantastic Beast is really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen it and don't care to see it. <laughs> the first one isn't bad. The first one's actually kind of a good movie. The second one is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Damn. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> 
I mean, I know J.K. Rowling kind of lost her fucking mind. Um, and that's kind of been an ongoing process for a while where she's sort of fake inclusive. Um, she talked about how there were all these people in her stories that were gay and lesbian and different races, nationalities, but, ethnicity, but whatever. But not trans. Not trans. Not trans. No, that was the other thing was <laughs> her, <laughs> her pretty appalling <laughs> trans comments. Um <laughs> <laughs> that was funny to me too you write this like crazy fantasy world and i'm like so dragons are fine but you draw the line at trans people like <laughs> i mean it's a fine line <laughs> this, i mean they're technically the same right is that what if you identify <laughs> as a dragon true what, oh, what if true. that yeah then then is that fit right into the harry potter universe i guess <laughs> The ending of this podcast might get us canceled, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's nice to know if we're ever famous how we're going to get canceled. That's you know, it's comforting. Yeah. I'm calling it right Ep- now. Episode four. <laughs> episode, it was way back on episode four. <laughs> I have to go back and talk about this. <laughs> no, I mean, I clearly we're saying that's not right. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, all of her all of her comments were terrible, and uh, and man, it's 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 always interesting to me when you have a movie like uh, like Venom, which is clearly the product of a studio interfering with um, everything, <laughs> like every every aspect of the production, in, in um, a good way, because that's a that's a fucking masterpiece. Because it's an amazing movie, right? Um, <laughs> 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 shit. But but that that to me is clear studio meddling. This movie was written by J.K. Rowling and it was directed by David Yates, who did the past four other Harry Potter movies. This was a hundred percent their creation, and they did everything wrong. Like you had all the choices and you made every single bad choice. It's like when uh, M. Night Shyamalan directed The Last Airbender. It's almost the same. We're bringing out all the hard hitters today, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be a crowded thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like 10 minutes ago we were talking. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do for the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look like the Super Smash Brothers roster. <laughs> like, there, there you go. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone is here. Speaking of that... um, this is kind of a tangent, I guess, but I thought it was really funny um, on our on our Twitter page, which no one has uh, followed yet. So please follow it. It's in links in the uh, description below. But on the banner that I made, our profile picture covers up the first word, so it says lit uh, lit screen media, and I was like, I'm gonna keep that. Yeah, yeah. please do. <laughs> I think we need to change our name again. <laughs> We change oh it every God. two episodes. It's all right. Every two episodes. That would be funny if we actually like if if a bunch of people started watching this and they had to re-find our podcast every time they wanted to listen to it. <laughs> I feel like that's not good for uh, for keeping consistent, brand consistency. No, yeah. the SEO would be a nightmare for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be so hip and cool, so so fresh. It would be very, uh, very childish Gambino of us to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about his comments for like 30 minutes? Because 
<laughs> he's all the shit that he's been saying. Like, I feel like as I get older and more grumpy, I like him less and less. And uh, I don't know his new stuff. He was like, oh, Atlanta season three and season four are only going to be rivaled by the Sopranos. And y'all thought I was hot in 2018. Check me now or something like that. And then his last album was just like it. The songs didn't have titles. They were just like the timestamps of the song. And part of me is just like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not in college anymore. I don't have, like, that, like, ooh, everything's art mentality. Like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sick of this shit, dude. Just re-released uh, because of the internet, and we'll be good. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> album. Nah, I mean, I liked a couple songs on his new one, but I can't tell you the names of them, which is a problem. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really liked 1526. That was my favorite. Wait, is that actually... No, I don't I know. I just I made. What <laughs> <laughs> well, sucks? Because like he was so bad in solo, and I mean so 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 bad. And after that, he put out "This Is America," which I think is one of the best music videos possibly ever made. Um, that song is amazing. That video is amazing. Like everything about that moment in Childish Gambino, uh, Childish Gambino's career was awesome. And then immediately after that, he puts out this fucking album with no titles and, <laughs> and he does the Lion King. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you were on top. I don't understand. He just wants to do new things. I mean, like, it's like the Kanye mentality, you know? Like, I already like know what's going to work. Let me do some new shit. I mean, that's just what he wants to do. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like he's not crazy enough to do what Kanye does, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's, <laughs> he's still in his right mind, so he doesn't have that ability to just be like, I'm going to put out an album and it's 45 minutes of me farting. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I can't wait for Kanye's new album to come out. The, the Electoral College dropout. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great joke when I saw They um He actually got enough votes in, I think it was Colorado, to be on the, the Google list. Yep. Like, it was, it was Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Joe Jorgensen, and then Kanye West was, like, right under that. Yep. That's an accomplishment. I'd, I'd wear that with pride. That's an amazing writing campaign, because he was not on the ballot for that state. He wasn't? No. Oh. <laughs> so, someone, I don't know, maybe they made a, fa a Colorado Facebook page. I don't know what happened, but they got him 5,000 votes, which is really impressive. It was like 60,000. Maybe that's nationwide. That might, well, I don't know, actually, because there could have been other states where he had more. But for that one, I think it was like 5,000. Either way, I'm bummed that he's not president. He's, uh, he's fifth on Vermont. Let's see how many. This is BBC. Uh, yeah, he got six, 60,000. <laughs> it's, it's a news network chill. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, point it out. It's a sketch name. 60,000 votes uh, nationwide. Yeah, I mean, Joe Jorgensen got one and a half million. That's maybe even more surprising. Oh, he tweeted out on November 4th, Kanye 2024, <laughs> in front of an election map. I don't know if he's joking. Quarter million people uh, liked it on Twitter. 
man. I love his spirit. Oh, dude, did you? Okay, you guys saw the little pump thing, right? Oh little yeah, pimp? little pimp, little pimp, little pimp, little, little pimp. pimp. Little. Yeah, I saw that. He still defends uh, like his decision and what he says and everything. Well, I mean, he's popular again now because of it. Yeah. I mean, lo- love or I hate, mean, you know, love or hate, he's still popular. Yeah, yeah. he lost a lot of followers on Twitter. All, all publicity is good publicity or whatever, right? I just love that he said MAGA 2020. 2020. He said several <laughs> times. I mean, I mean, you can't judge him. This dude is 20 <laughs> millennia ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the future, man. That was I was like, he doesn't know that 2020 is like the year. It's <laughs> so good. Oh man, everything about that was a disaster, and I love every second of it. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good little last minute laugh to like distract you from like you know watching the race. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should say at the time of film, filming this, a uh, uh, winner has been called, um, and we just waited an entire week for it because some states were taking a hot ass minute to count those votes. But we're here now. Everything. I put a note. I put a note on mine in the when I turned it in in Philly and said, uh, "Just wait a week to count this." That's what held them all up. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just they stopped. They're like, "Well, we can't get through the rest of this pile because we have to wait for this one." So. I'm sorry. Oh, so it was like it was like solitaire, all of them underneath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they kept flipping through the ballots and they're like, oh, we finally got the one we need, and then it just all fell in place. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in Nevada, dude. They <laughs> they had less votes than anybody else. Is Alaska still not called yet? No. They have like no, they're, they're at 50%, I think. 50 how is there 50%? There's three people. It's it's fifty-eight percent now. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, it's obviously going to go to Trump, but yeah, it's fifty-eight percent right now. Yeah. I'm How glad many... that I'm glad that we are finally caught up, where we're recording pretty like close to when we air. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice because before I felt like on the last episode we were talking about um, Halloween and we put it up like five days after Halloween. <laughs> yeah, even that was a pretty close one. I think the first one. We recorded you said there's like a debate or something and it was like after there's like the first debate and it was after the final debate when we put it up right people had no idea which debate we were talking about it was yeah. the first debate though um <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be nice so yeah for i guess for everybody watching um we're gonna be you know we, we kind of had a couple episodes backlogged just to sort of um put out content for you guys and then now it's gonna be we record either you know Sunday or Monday, and then we'll upload. We'll be uploading every Friday, um, hopefully around like seven or eight. We'll get the video out in the morning, so you guys, if you want to watch it on your commute to work or anything like that, uh, you'll be able to do it. Not to you know pull back the curtain too much, but I figured some transparency yeah. would be nice. Yeah, we want to bump that up a little closer to when we record, but I think uh, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, we still got uh, we still got some stuff to do, and. Uh, be, you know, just be on the lookout, I guess, for what we're going to be doing next. I know we're going to try and experiment with maybe doing a background. Um, we had an idea for, like, playing, either having pictures or playing videos, like, putting those up for whatever we're discussing, just so you guys can kind of follow along. But, uh, you know, it's all about making it as best, uh, you know, best possible content we can. So, you know, Twitter let us know. Me. If you have any suggestions, let us know. Yeah. 
better equipment. Or you, or you can uh, subscribe. Uh, you can uh, buy that YouTube premium, play in the background on your way to work. This is uh, sponsored by YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I use it religiously. Uh, $16.99 a month. A uh, little overpriced, but, you know, it's worth it sometimes. Don't say that. They'll never sponsor us. It's a great <laughs> deal. That's, uh, that's, what, three cups of coffee? So it's just the price of three cups of coffee. Three cups of coffee. Depends on what kind of coffee. If it's Starbucks, it's like half a cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, Connor, I, I heard you switched to uh, the YouTube premium, right? No ads? Oh, dude, it's the best decision I've ever made. So, but, so good. Yeah, I but, also have it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I'm not alone. I'm the poor sucker that like got used to I was like, oh, I'll just do it for the free month and then whatever. And then I was like, fucking ads. And you're like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And I like being able to play videos in the background while I'm driving. Yeah. So I can, like, just listen to stuff and like 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 podcasts like this. Like you just listen listen in the background because like they're not on iTunes or something. So it's just really nice. Yeah, that's that actually that's a great segue into what hopefully will be happening soon, which is that it'll be on a bunch of different streaming services. So however you guys want to watch it, you can. Um we actually I don't know if you know who this person is. I won't say their name because I well, I don't want to call them out and I also don't have the name in front of me. But they wrote uh, on one of the last videos a way for us to put it on a bunch of different um, streaming services at once. Like there's like a website you can use. So I'm going to look into that and, you know, hopefully we can sort of get that out there. But yeah, I, it's, it, I see best. I feel like it's the same thing with uh, Spotify. I had free Spotify for so long and I was fine with it. And then as soon as I started paying for it, my eyes were opened and I could yeah. never go back to like the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as an ad Spotify. That's me with YouTube Premium, man. Just how it's gonna be. What uh, what what time are we at, Chris? So I was just gonna mention that we're about an hour, couple minutes over an hour. Do you want to talk about one more topic or call it a day? Um, I think we could probably end it right here. I think it's a good time to stop. Okay, we'll save the other topic for next time then. All right, cool. Well, yeah. Um. Well, that was a perfect thing to end talking about uh, <laughs> all the stuff that we're going to be doing uh, upcoming here. But yeah, if, uh, thank you guys for watching. If you like it, uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Uh, thank you so much, Seabass, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Seabass. Uh, no problem. Can I do one shameless plug real quick? Dude, no absolutely. Uh, I've been into uh, making some videos lately to you know pay my rent. So you can find me at Fat Daddy Jackson at Pornhub.com. Link in the description. Uh, Link in the description. Just uh, please subscribe. You don't have to subscribe. You know that's too much to ask. But please check out my content. It's a little amateur, but we'll get there. Donate. You know. Donate. I mean, can, I haven't set that up yet. Can you donate on Pornhub? Uh, I think you have to be verified. I'm not verified yet. You'll get there though. You got to get that sent. Yeah. <laughs> once you get it. that, once you get that check mark, the cash is the cash will floweth. I guarantee you. I just want to surpass Belle Delphine, my queen. <laughs> will you, gonna, will I don't you know if it's a real that? link or not, but I'm going to link that in the description. I will put that in there. Can we can we do uh, that and not get flagged? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if it's not a real link, I don't think they can. <laughs> no, I just link. How about this? We'll split the difference. I'll just link to Pornhub. That's it. <laughs> they can find it from there. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, yeah. Uh, thank, thank
Thanks so much for watching and uh, we'll see you guys next week.